All right, my friends. Today I am talking to Jordan Gill. And Jordan, if you aren't familiar with her, is the founder of Systems Saved Me. And she's widely known as the go-to resource for business owners who want to create VIP days. But what is a VIP day, right? (laughs) Well, if you don't know, I am very glad you asked because that is exactly what Jordan and I are going to deep dive on. And you are going to want to pay attention. We are getting really specific on not just what VIP days are, but who they're right for, how we can use them in a one-to-one service business like photography the different types of VIP days that are out there, and then some tips for marketing them. And I'm going to let Jordan give you the majority of this information. But what I just want to say, especially I just recorded this conversation and I'm I'm already excited to go back and re-listen. I want to say that I think that this is a genius strategy for anyone out there who is struggling to differentiate themselves and their offer in their market. So if you feel like you just are lost in the sea of photographers around you, this is going to be a really good one for you to meditate on and think about how you can bring a VIP day offer into your business, whether it is photography specific or something on the periphery, some sort of service that you can offer um, that you have skills with and that your expertise as a photographer sets you up to be uh, in the right position for. Jordan shares so much specific and actionable information in this conversation. (laughs) It is really a great one. So I am going to uh, stop here and cue the music so we can get started. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Jordan Gill, I have been so excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. How are you today? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you so much for having me on me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. I was introduced to you actually, oh gosh, I feel like it's been a long time ago. You've been on my radar for a long time. And for that entire time, I've been like, ooh, VIP days. This is such a cool idea. But it's been something that uh, as a photographer, I was like, well, that's not really for me. When I transitioned into education and the education world, I was like, well, this is something that probably makes a little bit more obvious sense. But then last fall, so almost a year ago, uh, when my friend Coley James, with, with whom my audience is very familiar, when she was on the podcast, we were talking and she like sprinkled in the term VIP day and my like DMs blew up and everybody was like, what is this VIP day business? And so uh, ever since then, I have been hoping that I could get you to come on to talk a little bit about what it is to, I mean, you are the VIP day queen. Everybody knows you as the person who sort of teaches this and um, helps people get started. And so like who better to talk to about what a VIP day offer could mean to someone who provides one-on-one service like a photographer. So this is going to be a juicy episode. I'm I'm already excited. I've got my like <laughs> pen and my notebook out ready to to take notes. 
Um, so I figured we would start with just a brief kind of overview of what a VIP day is for anybody out there who may not be familiar with the term. Yes. So we define a VIP day as a four-figure offering minimum uh, because it does have VIP, you know, in the front mm-hmm. of, <laughs> of the word. So we're not here for chump change. Uh, and so it's a four minimum four-figure offering that the day actually lasts between three and eight hours, depending on obviously what it is that you're doing. And that helps your clients through a transformation process or method, right? So that can be website design for some people, obviously y'all are photographers. So it is maybe a brand shoot or family shoot or engagement shoot or something of the like. And we can get into different examples, but um, those are the criteria is, you know, this isn't something that's a low ticket offer or um, kind of a lower priced offer. This is really for somebody who wants like the best of the best of you, the most access, the highest um, caliber of, of work. And like they want it done in a short amount of time because they value their time more than money. And then you are giving them a transformation. So it's not just a pick my brain or ask me anything session. It is like truly there is a big before and there's an after and there's a transformation that's taken place. There's that sort of built-in promise that by the end of this day, you will have fill in the blank to show for the time and money spent. Excellent. Yes, exactly. So give me a little bit more of the the why behind VIP days. You know, people, This it sounds like kind of uh, an exciting offer, but from the service provider's perspective, you know, why go to the trouble of putting this offer together? Yeah, for sure. It's it's a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, if I mean, again, I'm assuming everyone has had clients who's listening. Uh, clients come in all shapes, sizes, varieties, <laughs> personalities, preferences, and not everyone is a right fit client. And so I have found that, you know, when people step up to the plate and pay a premium for a service, then they are going to come at it with a a higher level of seriousness and intention that they aren't going to like mess around with a lot of the dramatic stuff. This is not a hundred percent filter for, you know, the client drama. However, I have seen and experienced myself less of the client antics in VIP day offers because when people are paying a premium for something they're like, okay, I want to show up. Like I want to get the result that we're here for. And so I don't want to mess around with all this other ancillary stuff. Um, so that's number one. Um, number two is if you want actually more time freedom yourself. So if you are back to back to back to back to back in all of these different services and things that you have going on, then when do you have time to live your life? (laughs) And most of us uh, became entrepreneurs and business owners because we wanted to be able to have more choice, meaning we can choose to work or we can choose to go and spend the day at the beach with the family or, you know, go buy an RV and run around, you know, all summer uh, cross country. So if you are somebody who wants more choice in your business and once the ability to create something that is like the best of the best of your work. I'm somebody who values excellence. That's a really high value of mine. And so I knew that I really had to look at my offerings as a, I'm a systems person. So operations is my jam. I had to really look at my offers and be like, how do I bring the best of me? Like I want my clients like to get the best of me as much as possible. And I knew that 
for me, again, I was working ongoing with my clients. um, And that constant task list was running me down. And so I had to figure out a way to reduce the task list into more focused bursts. And that's where VIP days came into play. Yeah. I imagine on the on the flip side, VIP days are also something that, especially in a genre where you don't see them all the time, it might be, there may be sort of the, the side benefit or the added benefit of giving you an offer that stands out from the crowd and helps, you know, bring eyes to you and like make your offer an apples to oranges comparison. Photography, as I'm sure you know, is one of those like hyper competitive fields and it can be really hard to stand out from the crowd. Oh, it's so true. It's it's definitely one of the most innovative offers out there. Um, I work with a photographer here in Dallas who does one day turnarounds um, for brand shoots and things like that. Now, obviously, we're doing like a two hour shoot or something like that. We aren't doing like a huge mega situation, but it's it's definitely why I continue to go back to that person because I'm like, I can trust that like, we're going to get in, we're going to be real serious for these two hours. Like we know the shots we need, we know the locations, we know the props and like we can get in there and get done. And then I know the next day I'm going to get an email with all the the photos, all the imagery and whatnot that I can then just go and, and give to my team because the quicker I can get results in every part of every process and the quicker I can launch my products or the quicker I can, you know, give out this giveaway that I'm doing or whatever it is. So, you know, uh, people love free, um, right? So people are like, oh my gosh, this is so high priced. People do love free, but if they can't have free, then their next best thing that they value is speed. Like if you think about like, what are the most, you know, expensive cars, they're the fastest ones. You think about if you're waiting in line somewhere in um, like Disney, Like there's a regular ticket line and then there's the fast pass ticket line where you can pay extra to avoid waiting in lines for so long. This is in every industry. (laughs) Like I could literally list thousands, but it, it, it hasn't quite infiltrated into the services industry as much. Um, it hasn't some, some, uh, services, but this is not like a, Jordan psychology came up with it in a lab. This was me seeing what was happening in all these other industries and trying to adapt that into, again, online service providers, physical service providers, coaches and consultants. So um, if you're wondering from a psychology standpoint, how does this work? It's already working every single day, like out there in the real world. So, you know, don't, um, uh, don't get caught up in, oh, but my clients want this like, big, um, detailed experience. Like sometimes we can create, we can overcomplicate, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and try to over deliver. And what that really is, is it actually has more to do with us trying to overcompensate in something we think we lack. Yeah. Uh, and I'm speaking from somebody who is a huge over deliverer, um, and used to live by the mantra of under promise over deliver. And that's what caused me to burn out multiple times. Um, so I really had to check myself and recognize that delivering itself is enough. And that was a, that's, it's still a hard lesson for me to learn. Uh, but I've, I've gotten better at, at putting that into practice myself. So cool. Um, yeah, I am right there with you. I am all about the, <laughs> like it is, it can be very uh, tempting. And I actually feel like this is particularly true when you're relatively new because you do feel like you have to overcompensate or 
um, prove to someone after the fact, you know, they've hired you, they've invested their time and money with you. So you have to like blow them out of the water. Sometimes (laughs) when I'm out there in the world shopping or trying to, God forbid, get some work done on my house, that is like the hardest one these days where you call and you're like, please take my credit card. And they're like, we're not even going to return your call, much less actually deliver on what we said we were going to deliver on. But the um, just having someone say they're going to show up, show up when they say, do the work they're going to do on time, in budget, that is, it's like the dream. And so if we can look to that and create that kind of promise, um, I think that people are willing to pay for it, but we have to have something really well defined. Would you agree that this is a VIP day offer can maybe be created in almost any sphere, but as a provider, you have to be pretty organized? Yeah, I would say um, organized-ish, I would say. I think it's more about just definitions Mm -hmm. more than organization in the sense of, again, defining, okay, what is the end result? And then, you know, working backwards of like, okay, what questions do I need to ask my clients before we work together in order for me to accomplish this end result? What are the assets that I need to create to make sure that I can create the result in the fastest way possible. So there are some things that you have to work through and, and define for sure. Um, but again, as a systems person, I'm like, let your systems do the organizing <laughs> and you should be spending time in your genius. Like you shouldn't have to be like, okay, let me sort through all of these papers, right. Of, of where they told me what their brand colors are or, you know, what their wedding colors are or whatever. It's about, okay, have a centralized place for that so that you know where everything is. So there's, there is an element of organization for sure. And I think that there's a lot that systems can do for people that (laughs) allows them to work in their expertise uh, for, the majority of the time instead of, you know, frantically looking through all of the the places and things. Nice. Okay. So let's get down to brass tacks. Uh, I think the million dollar question here is, <laughs> this all sounds great, but how in the world do you create some sort of VIP day within a business like photography where really it's kind of a one-on-one, there is sort of this general idea out there about how photography works. You've kind of tipped your hat a little bit with the branding work that you have had done um, there in Dallas, but give me some more ideas. I've got my pen ready. Yes, all of the ideas. So I'm going to give you kind of three transformational types that you can have for VIP days, and then we'll play around in that in that playground uh, with photography. So the first one is if you're looking at an A to Z transformation. So pretend A to Z is like the full transformation of what you do. So if your transformation is wedding photography, that would be from like, you know, uh, putting a strategy together on like what the look of your photos are, et cetera, to like having your wedding photos, elopement photos, engagement photos, whatever other kind of photos got going on. Um, So that's the full transformation. And that's, again, that's a wedding example, but a full transformation is A to Z on the spectrum. And then you have like A to G, A to F ish. And that's what I call foundational transformations. So we have full transformation, we have foundational transformation, which is like kind of just the beginning part of the full transformation. So if you're somebody who really likes to um, focus on maybe 
uh, instead of actually doing the photos, you work with people who want to learn how to take their own brand photos. And so you're doing a session with them to get them started on the strategy, how to pick the right props, how to pick the right locations, how to use a selfie remote, whatever the case is. And then they get to experience the rest of the transformation on their own if they so choose. Um, so that's an example. Or uh, even with wedding photography too, instead of doing a full wedding, maybe you do VIP days that are engagement photos and like, that's it. And like, it's a three hour engagement photo shoot with one or two locations, you decide whatever. And that's the initial transformation. And what's cool about foundational transformations is there's potential for them to then upsell into the full transformation if you want them to. Right. So then that gives you the power to invite them into that next step with you. Um, and if they are not a right fit for whatever reason, it just like values or whatever, like you can just stop the transformation and you don't have to think, oh my gosh, I have to keep carrying out this, you know, proposal in this contract that I created. Um, so that's what I like about foundational ones is they can qualify your longer term clients for you. Um, and again, most people can like get through a day with anybody. Uh, so again, if it's not a right fit, then you kind of have an out um, right there, which is really nice. Yeah. And then you have a feature transformation, which is kind of like smack dab in the middle ish. So like an H to M maybe P in the uh, A to Z scale. <laughs> And uh, that is kind of like the the juicy middle. Um, so photography could be interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of other full transformations. Wedding is one of the only ones I would say I'm most familiar with. Potentially, um, I don't know what a feature transformation is on a photography client. Well, tell me this. Give me, because I yeah. imagine I know photography perhaps more intimately than you do. But um, yeah, you give me an example in a different field because I'm already like, ooh, what about this? What about this? But I'm, I don't know about this middle one. Hang on, guys. I have a quick message for you. Are you feeling stuck in your photography business? If you're bogged down or burned out or unsure what the next right step is, you're not alone. I've been there and I know firsthand that quicksand feeling where the harder you struggle, the more stuck you feel, which is why I created the Photographer's Business Plan Glow Up. The Glow Up is a five-part workshop designed specifically for photographers like you. In the Glow Up, I lead you step-by-step -step through a process that will help you clarify your goals, identify the sticking points that are holding you back, get inspired by some of the systems and strategies that are working today in the photography industry, and then create a completely custom roadmap to take you from where you are now to where you want to be. It truly is a glow up for your business. Getting perspective can be nearly impossible when you've got your nose to the grindstone day in and day out. So this short workshop is an opportunity to reset, reevaluate, and rejuvenate your business, and it's all on demand. If that sounds like exactly what you need right now, click the link in the show notes or go to go.thiscan'tbethathard.com slash glow to get started today. Cool. So I'll do like social media. So if I manage social media and the full process is I plan and then I create all the assets and then I like publish and schedule, creating all the assets would be the feature transformation of a social media manager. So they're not doing the strategy. You have to come in with the strategy 
And then you leave and you still have to do like the scheduling and the publishing, whatever else. So they just focus on creating Canva templates for you or creating 30 reels or whatever the case is in that feature um, transformation. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So I guess if we were sticking specifically to photography, really, that would be the making of the photos, right? So maybe you become a specialist where all you are doing, you work with a team, because I can't imagine you would put this out of house, but you are the one who comes in and takes the photos. And this, this is something that I talk to photographers a fair amount about, because so many people get Mm -hmm. into photography saying, I want to spend my career hours making photos. And then I became a photographer and all I do is sit in front of the computer. And my response is that is a choice (laughs) and you can get out of that choice by you can hire people to do all of the onboarding. You can make the photos and then the sales part of things can be also outsourced um, elsewhere. So if we're talking about photography, it could be that could be your like you're just doing the photos. Everything else is done by somebody else. But if we were to take that just a little, if we were to extrapolate a little bit, because Photographers at heart are creatives, and many of us are really good at all kinds of other things. And so, you know, there are, if we, for instance, work with a client who, this happens to me as a family photographer, somebody will hire me to take photos of their, you know, their family with little kids, little babies. And at the end, I send them an album, or I sell them an album rather, and they come back to me and they say, This is amazing. We, always intended to get a wedding album, but we never did. And we got married 10 years ago and we have these wedding photos that are sitting on like a CD because that's, or a DVD because they got married 10 years ago. And, uh, and they will ask me, you know, would you be willing to take our wedding photos and put them into an album? And it's like, oh, okay, somebody else did that work, but I could do this work. And maybe, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves and maybe that's more of the, like, what I imagine would be the P to Z. (laughs) part of the service. But there are all these different um, sort of ancillary skills that photographers have that if they want to spread out their, you know, add streams of revenue into their business that aren't just taking photos. I I just want to make sure that as people are listening to Jordan here, to you, that they are not, um, that they're not getting so hyper-focused on making just a photography VIP day because there are so many great ideas here. Oh yeah, and it can, yeah, it can get into the into the coaching realm too. Of like, okay, if you're coaching other photographers or you're coaching, I don't know, your your associate photographers or whatever the case is, like you can definitely create a coaching VIP day where it's like, okay, you know, if the full transformation is becoming a six figure photographer or something, then the maybe the foundational one would be okay, like we need to set up like your service suite, right? And figure out your pricing and your marketing plan and etc. And then like you go off and you know, you actually do and execute that plan. Uh, feature could be okay, they've started their business, something's not working. So I'm going to do like a bit of an audit or a analyze and recommend some adjustments. Um, and then the full transformation I don't know how that would necessarily work with with coaching per se, um, but you could technically be like, okay, we're gonna talk about the offer. We're gonna look at like all of the different areas of your business, and then you know I'm gonna help with some of the execution in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So even you know outside of photography, if coaching is something that you love too, I was actually talking with um, a good friend of mine that has a boudoir photography um, a studio. She I think she has three actually. 
And what's interesting is the women can come out of her experience and are like, how do I feel this good about myself every day? Mm -hmm. And so now she's coming up with services and offers to help kind of bottle up the magic of what she does in her boudoir suite, uh, boudoir shoots to really build her client's confidence. And now it's in, in different in-person workshops and um, I think a membership and an app and all sorts of stuff. But it's like, if there's something special that you're doing in your, in your shoots that people are like, how can I get more of this? Like really think about your experience. And if there are other opportunities for you to work with clients in a variety of ways um, that again, aren't just taking pictures for sure. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm going to have to get this person's name and she sounds like somebody who would also be really good to talk to. Um, lovely. yeah, that is, uh, I, I really do. I always admire people who are able to think outside the box and not get caught in that trap of, well, I have to offer it this way because that's the way everybody else is offering it. I feel like if you're able to kind of flip the script there and say, instead of that, obviously you don't want to do something that no one wants, but um, but trying something that's different and outside the box can be the way that you, you know, set yourself up for an entirely, you know, like your career can take off from there. It's so good. Um, okay, so we have sort of the A to Z, we have the foundational transformation, we have the feature transformation, and I'm guessing there's one more. Yeah, so it's interesting. So the P to Z transformation is very interesting, because um, I actually don't count it. So there's like the full transformation of mm -hmm. A to Z, there's the foundational, and there's the feature. The reason I don't share the P to Z as a transformation is most people are not finishers, right? <laughs> They're more, um, they like to plan and start things or they like to like kind of audit or workshop or create things. They don't really like to do the finishing aspect of it. Now, if you are a finisher, um, then you are a very select few and like, you should probably do a VIP day cause not many people like to finish right. the work of other people. Um, but, um, it definitely is a transformation you can promote and have available. I would say what I've seen as a, a P to Z as a website developer. Mm -hmm. So they'll work with a website designer and then they'll develop the actual website themselves. So I would say it's a select few amount of people that have that kind of finisher. So for my other F, my finisher <laughs> transformation, right. uh, I don't bring it up as often because it's very, very like low amount of people that like to do yeah. <laughs> that work. Yeah. So, but it's there and it's available for sure. Interesting. And in some ways yeah. that really is, I think, kind of an opportunity for certain photographers because yeah. a lot of people are excited about hiring a photographer because they see their friends' photos on Instagram or they, you know, they have this feeling in their whatever in their psyche somewhere that like, oh, we have a little kid or we're engaged and we are supposed to get photos. And what they fall into is this trap of they don't know really what to do with them once they have them. And some photographers uh, do a really good job of helping people land the plane, making, you know, helping them choose products that they're going to purchase to hang on their wall or, um, or, you know, design an album and get that job done. But a lot don't. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, just kind of using my example from before, if you are someone who really enjoys that part of it, helping people design that out or that um, like wall gallery that they have been dreaming about, but are totally intimidated about actually designing and ordering and mm -hmm. hanging themselves like that is a service that we are 
uniquely um, positioned to provide. So could be could be an, an opportunity. Yeah, for sure. I love that example. Yeah, I've it's that last transformation has been hard for me to uh, define in a lot of industries and things, and so I've kind of taken it off the the plate. But it, it I totally agree. I could see that working really well in the photography industry if you know the kind of the okay now I have this album my photos are done how do I build the you know the wall art that I want or you know um, set things up in my house if I'm getting a new house what where are the pictures going to go and which pictures are we going to choose and sizing and framing and all that stuff that would be a pretty dope VIP day yeah I mean, I don't know about you. I grew up in one of the many households where we had like big shoe boxes full of pictures. And my mother forever was like, one day I'm going to sit down and organize all of these. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And now, of Same course, household. we have like the digital <laughs> libraries, which are so much bigger. Yeah. yeah Crazy. Well, um, so let's talk a little bit about once you've got an offer put together, can you give us, I know that we are limited in time and there's plenty more information. Jordan's going to give you how you can find out all the details here, but let's talk a little <laughs> bit about how you market uh, a VIP day to a an audience that may not be familiar with that as kind of an offering. Yeah, absolutely. Biggest thing is talking about how it saves somebody time. That is the the bait, <laughs> so to speak, for VIP day clients. If they can't wrap their mind around how it's going to save them time, then it's going to be really tricky um, because that is the main driver of VIP day clients across any industry, across all the things. So when you are um, going out there and offering this, especially if it's the first time you're offering this, avoiding the words like beta, um, or any sort of, I encourage if you like so badly want to let the people know that this is like your first time using the word founding, uh, is a little bit better because it's premium. It makes it feel like it's special exclusive versus beta feels like who knows what the heck I'm going to get right. at the end of this. Uh, and so I feel like when pe people tend to trip up, um, even in just like the, the fine details of messaging around VIP days. So um, definitely think about the language you're using. So again, if you're wanting to work with established business owners, like are you using words like start um, or begin or those sorts of things to where established business owners are like, nah, like I don't start, I don't begin, even if it's like a new offer for them or whatever the case is. They don't like that language because sure. they, no one wants to feel like they have to go back to the intern status of like anything, even if they are right. So I, um, I would say the messaging aspect is really big. Then we'll get into the marketing of like, okay, where are these people? Who are these people? How do I get in front of them, et cetera. And it's obviously going to depend. So my, um, suggestion, especially for photographers who have more of an in-person experience is finding those, um, events or even creating those opportunities to get in the room with your clients. So for example, uh, there's different, um, well, I'm in Dallas, so it's a, it's a pretty big city, but there'll be different events for business owners that I can go to. And there's photographers there and I get to meet them and connect with them, follow them on Instagram, et cetera, to start that that relationship. Um, but also I know, um, and have friends who will host these dinner parties with people and it's people from a variety of industries. And so we all get together, have dinner, you know, connect, collaborate, etc. 
And so if you're somebody who's like, I don't know where these people are, or I can't find those events or those gatherings, then maybe it could be an encouraging time to create that opportunity and bring people together because it's really powerful when you're the person doing the gathering. Like everyone then will look to you as somebody who is well connected, is somebody who is wanting to take that initiative. And that's really attractive to, again, VIPA clients. So like, oh, dope. Like I haven't, you know, been in a room full of people in two years with all the pandemic stuff going on. Like this person is taking time to curate a room full of people that, you know, all our, you know, all our kids go to the same school. And so we could all do family shoots together or do kids shoots together or whatever the case is. Curation is another thing that I think VIP day clients really value is again, you're saving me time by of not having to like figure this whole thing out. You're actually creating the room for me to just walk into enjoy and experience, um, which is really big. So I would say for photographers specifically, it probably would be best to be in the rooms of people because that's the quickest way that somebody is going to be able to feed off your vibe and energy. Um, so that would be number one. And then number two is referral partnerships. I am obsessed with referral partnerships. That's how I've gotten the majority of my VIP days. Thinking about where are your clients before they come to you? Like, are they in book clubs? Are they um, going to business conferences? Are they going to, I don't know, bridal parties at somebody's house? Like, where are they? And inserting yourself into those, either those rooms or those people who are hosting those rooms and saying, hey, like when you host your next bridal party, you know, at your house or when you um, do another virtual conference or whatever the case is, I would like to be a part of that. So that again, they're able to bring clients in who are at the exact point they need to be before coming to you. So for example, for me, website designers are a great referral partner Mm -hmm. because, and I found that out, it wasn't what I originally thought, but I found that out as I was working with clients, they all were telling me that they had gotten their website done within like one or two months prior to coming to me. So I was like, well, why wait one to two months? (laughs) Like, let me go to some website designers and connect with them and it's going to make them look really good because if somebody, they fix the front end, but then their back end sucks, the business owner isn't going to think it's their fault. They're going to think it's the website's fault Mm -hmm. because they're like giving great enough leads, but really their back end isn't organized. So what's great now is when somebody's getting their website created, they can then come to me for a quick day, set up their CRM system, connect it to their website. And then the website designer looks amazing. I don't need my name and lights. But the website designer feels good, like does their job, and I'm just an extension of their client journey. And so that's why I've been able to get referrals, you know, unlike a lot of people who are just like, send me clients, you know, like I'm truly a part of their journey. I'm truly a part and an extension of their client experience. And so when you are able to insert yourself like that, then referrals come a lot easier. So if you, if this person's hosting those in-home parties or whatever for brides, like, if you are at every single one of those, or if you are whatever you sponsor the tea or whatever, like that will help. And that is a way that they're going to say, Hey, they're providing value to me. So I want to provide value to them. Kind of that law of reciprocity is at play there where you don't have to be like, send me clients, send me clients all the time because newsflash, we all want more clients. Thank you so much. Right. So, um, so those are two, two ways that I would say photographers specifically could be able to find their VIP day clients. That's amazing. I, um, 
<laughs> Can't wait to go back and listen to that, that you, everything you just said again and like write it all down. But just off the top of my head, you know, I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems like what you're saying is one of the smartest ways that you can set yourself up to connect with the right people for this is to really think about, and I guess if we take it back to sort of the stage of the of the model or the model of the VIP day that you're offering, if you're offering that sort of founders area, you know, founding um, uh, kind of VIP day, then you want to find, you want to think about what other providers or services or whatever that that client needs. And then how can you help that other provider? And this is like networking kind of 101, but at the same time, it's amazing how few people are really thinking strategically about that when we're talking about the small business space. And all you need are one or two of those really good connections. If you're a wedding photographer, obviously, like wedding planners, um, you know, bridal events like you're talking about. But um, when you're a family photographer, real estate agents, interior designers, um, if you are doing newborn stuff, then obviously the birth community doulas, midwives, birth centers, hospitals, like there's so many good ones. And so if you're providing value to them and putting yourself kind of in the, in the, in the midst of that community, then, um, then you're going to position yourself effectively as an expert. And that's when people are like, great, I just want the expert, uh, to, to take me on this VIP journey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Amazing. Ah, so much good information. Okay. And I know that we have limited time, so I want to honor that. But I also know that everyone listening is going to be like, no, no, I need more. I need more. So, Jordan, tell everyone where they can find you and where they can learn more about VIP days if they're interested. Yes. So if you're wanting like a lay of the land, like, okay, I want to learn more about what a successful VIP day can look like, then I would suggest going to our roadmap, um, which Anami will have the link in the show notes. Indeed. I'm sure. Um, for you to check that out. And that's just kind of the the nine parts of every successful VIP day plus three mistakes we see way too commonly <laughs> around people um, building their VIP days. And if you're like, okay, I already know I like want to do VIP days, but like what type of VIP day should I do? Then we have a quiz for that. Um, and that is where we let you know which VIP day type you should create based on your preferences, your energetic capacity. Um, and then we give Uh, video examples uh, after you take the quiz of your type. uh, So you can uh, listen to how different people structure theirs or um, how they market them, all of that sort of stuff. So lots of fun resources to be had. (laughs) Excellent. And I will for sure link both of those in the show notes. And then is there, uh, do you want to share your website or your Instagram just verbally in case somebody is not like sitting at the computer? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so my website is systems, plural, because it's many systems, systemssavedme.com. And then our Instagram is at systemssavedme as well, plural. So we try to make it really easy with our branding. Love it. I know. And it was funny, you were talking about your brand photography experience earlier. And I was I was going to jump in and say, which is so on point, like you've got such great branding and such great uh, branding photography. So shout out to your brand photographer. 
Uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, branding used to be a, a, a bad word for me. We did not have a, a good relationship. But when you find somebody who actually listens and sees you, um, it makes such a big difference because that was really the missing piece was everyone was putting their own spin on who they thought I was versus actually listening and knowing and like digesting who it is I was. So I really appreciate that feedback. <laughs> that's it's, good. It's been a journey. <laughs> that, and that's good feedback for every single brand photographer who's listening right now, because that, I mean, totally. that is what they're all striving to do, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this has been great. I am, this, it was everything that I was hoping it would be and more. So thank you so much for coming on the show and, uh, and I hope you have a great day. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Have fun. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.